Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful The Islamic Propagation Office at Rabwa www.islamhouse.com Is pleased to present to you this lecture Ya ayyuhal nasu taku rabbakum alladhi khalaqakum min nafsin wahida Wa khalaqa minha zawjaha Wa batsa minhuma rijalan kathiran wa nitaa واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله وخير الحديث دي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها فإن كل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار وإنما توعدون لآت وما أنتم بمعجزين أبريز الله سبحانه وتعالى الهد حلوان ورذي أبريز السكت هلد His guidance and His forgiveness. I believe in Him and I trust Him. I seek refuge in Almighty Allah from the evil of our passions. Indeed, whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides him to Islam, no one can mislead him after Allah. And whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put him astray, no one can guide him after Allah. I testify openly that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah Rabbil Alameen. And I testify that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his messenger and the seat of all the prophets. For Muslims, they must know that the best speech is the speech of Almighty Allah, which is the Quran. The best guidance is the course of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which is his sunnah. The words of all affairs is innovation and addition to the religion of Islam. Indeed, every addition to the religion of Islam will lead to hellfire. I assure you as well as myself to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the best of your ability, fear Allah, don't die unless you are Muslims. After this, I greet you all with the greeting of Islam. السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته May the peace and the blessing of Almighty Allah be with you all I'd like to welcome all of you to continuation our series concerning Q and A by Sheikh Muhammad bin Salih Al-Uthaymin رحمة الله عليه May Allah shower his soul with his mercy We today reading from book رسائل مجموع فتاوى ورسائل فضيلة الشيخ محمد بن صالح العثيمين This is volume number 12 and this is page number 383 and today we start in with question number 303 سؤل فضيلة الشيخ رحمة الله عليه عن حكم الصلاة 
في غرفة فيها خمر فأجاب بقوله يا شيخ رحمة الله عليه in question concerning the ruling or the validity of a prayer in a room which wine is present in the same room alcohol the sheikh rahmatullah answered by saying what the meaning is it is permissible for a person to pray in a room which alcohol is there that because if a person pray in such room he didn't neglect anything from the condition of the prayer or their pillars or its requirements and there is nothing there from the things which spoil the prayer so the salah is acceptable because what Allah commands you to do, you doing it, and what you are not supposed to do it is not exist. But I will say, I could not imagine a believer that he has in his house wine or alcohol, especially knowing that Islam has forbidden. In the book of Allah and the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and the agreement of all the Muslims that khamr is haram, as Allah had stated in Surah Al-Maidah, verse number 90, that Allah subhanahu wa taala said, "Ya ayyuhaladina amanu, inna al-khamru wal-maisiru wal-ansabu wal-adlamu." رجس من عمل الشيطان فاجتنبوه لعلكم تفلحون Oh you believe indeed wine gambling idols all the things is impurity from the work of the shaytan so stay away from it and the prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم said كل مسكر خمر وكل مسكر حرام the Prophet of Allah وسلم, said in the hadith which in the collection of Imam Muslim Rahmatullahi alayhi what the meaning is every attacking is wine and every attacking is forbidden and the Prophet وسلم, said ma asfara kathiruhu faqaliluhu haram whatever the big quantity of it cause you to be drunk so the little bit of it is forbidden this hadith in the collection of Imam Ahmad so with this ruling that is not permissible for a Muslim a man who believes in Allah in the day of judgment to have khamr in his house Neither it is permissible for him to sell it or to buy it. And you are not supposed to assist by any means in buying, selling, drinking, serving alcohol. You are not supposed to drink it. Neither are you supposed to believe that it's permissible. 
anybody treated alcohol to be lawful, even if he did not drink it, knowing that Allah had forbid it, he will be a kafir, and he be out of Islam. That because he rejected something that is known in Islam to be haram, and he treated or believed it to be halal. My advice to the Muslims in general to fear Allah in themselves, in their families, in their gathering, wherever they go and they sit, and to stay away from all this filth, that because it doesn't increase them anything except a distance from Allah, and doesn't do anything in your life except make you nervous and makes you worry and it takes your deen and destroy your mind and your property. Question number 304. <laughs> عن حكم الصلاة في مسجد بني من مال حرام وإذا كانت الأرض مغصوبة. The Sheikh Rahmatullahi Alayhi bin Kushin concerning the ruling praying in a mosque which been built from unlawful money. And what about if the property itself has been taken without just cause? The Shaykh Rahmatullahi Alayhi answered by saying what the meaning is. Prayer in such mosque is permissible, acceptable, no harm. That because the person who built this mosque out of unlawful money or unlawful source, perhaps he intended by this to get rid of the unlawful money which he had earned before. So, the building of the mosque itself is halal if he intended to get rid of the haram money. Nevertheless, getting rid of the haram money does not have to be by building a mosque. A person can put it in any project which will be sufficient for him to get rid of this haram money. But if the property itself, the land which he built the mosque on, been taken from the lawful owner without a just cause, so the scholars are different concerning this issue. Some of this, some of them, they said that the prayer in a property or a land that been taken without just cause is not accepted. And some scholars said the prayer is acceptable and the sin will be falling on the person who had seized this property without just cause. Question number 305. So in a fadilatul shaykh, rahmatullahi alayhi, 
هل ما قيل أنه يجب على المرأة أن تخلع السروال عند كل صلاة صحيح Is it correct The Sheikh Rahmatullah Alayhi When question Some people They say or believe That whenever a woman Ready to make salah She have to remove Her panties Or her underwear Clothes For her salah to be acceptable The Sheikh Rahmatullah Alayhi Answer by saying what the meaning is this is not correct is a woman doesn't have to remove her panties or her underwear clothes for every salah as long what she's wearing under her clothes is clean and pure so she can pray with it and this will be more proper cover for hair and more hiding for hair. But if she, what she wearing under her clothes impure, now it became obligation on her to remove it and to wash the private parts. But if she became clean and pure, she have no obligation to pray with this kind of clothes. There is something here which I would like to remind the Muslims with it, which is some of the people, they break their wudu before the salah. And after this, they go and mistake and they do stinja. They wash their private parts with water. But when the time for salah comes, they would think that they have to wash their private parts again, even if they did not use the bathroom. This is not correct. When a person uses the bathroom, regardless if the person urinated or defecated, and he had washed, he or she washed the private parts already, according the rules of the Sharia, and the time of Salah is in, he doesn't have to wash the private part, he or she again. But for them to make wudu, even if this is tinjah, which is the washing of the private part, they did it earlier, two or three hours before the Salah. And wudu is what been meant to make wudu before salah. This related to the washing. This is related to the washing of the face and the arms and wiping the head and washing the two feet. Question number 306. So al-Shaykh, rahmatullahi alayhi. عن حكم الصلاة في الحذاء. The Sheikh رحمة الله عليه been questioned concerning the ruling of praying with your shoes. Please
what the meaning is. Praying with your shoes on is sunnah, is the practice of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This came in the hadith which is authentic in the collection of Imam al-Bukhari rahmatullahi alayhi which he reported by Anas ibn Malik radiallahu an and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam kana yusallifin alayhi the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to pray in his shoes also the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam also the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had ordered the people to pray in their shoes and this is the collection of Abu Dawood rahmatullahi alayhi and al-Hakim is collector. But a person is not supposed to pray in his shoes unless he makes sure that the shoes is clean and pure. You need to check your shoes before you make your salah. If you see any impurity under your shoes, now you need to remove it or you need to clean it. And after this you can pray in it. Question number 307. سُئِلَ فَضِيلَةُ الشَّيْخِ رَحْمَةُ اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ مَا الْحُكْمُ فِي مَنْ يَمْشُونَ بِأَحْذِيَتِهِمْ عَلَىٰ أَرْضِ الْمَسْجِدِ الْحَرَامِ The Shaykh Rahmatullah Alayhi been questioned concerning the ruling of those the ruling concerning those who walk with their shoes on the holy mosque in Mecca the Shaykh Rahmatullah Alayhi answered by saying what the meaning is to walk in the holy mosque in Mecca, Masjid al-Haram, with your shoes, shouldn't be. That's because the possibility will open a gate and will be misunderstood by other people who did not understand the proper way of being in the mosque. So, they may come with their shoes with dirty and impure and maybe have some filth and impurity in it and they will enter. If something be legislated by Allah or His Messenger وسلم, and by practicing it it may lead to some harm so now we have to look into this. There is a ruling in Islam or in the fiqh from the people of knowledge that أنه إذا تعارضت المصالح والمفاسد مع التساوي أو مع ترجح المفاسد فإن ضرق المفسدة أولى لجلب المصلحة The ruling if there is something a مفسدة and مصلحة Maslaha is something good and mafsada is something bad. So something in may can come harm out of it and something 
He may bring about something good. And now we found contradiction between both. So, in that case, if the mafsadah, the bad that come as a result of practicing such a thing or doing something good, bring about good, if there is, by doing this, it bring more evil and more harm, so we need to avoid this evil, okay, we need to, to take the priority. We take the priority by harming, the harm that will come, we try to avoid it. Even if there is something good, it can become, but the good is less if it's compared to the good that will come. Okay? We give example. The Prophet sallallahu ولكن لما كان الناس حديث عهد بكف ترك هذا الأمر المطلوب خوفا من المفسدة فقال لعائشة رضي الله عنها لولا أن قومك حديث عهد بكف لهدمت الكعبة وبنيتها على قواعد إبراهيم وجعلت لها بابين بابا يدخل منه الناس وبابا يخرجون منه this hadith in the collection of Imam al-Bukhari rahmatullah alayhi when the Prophet sallallahu he want to destroy or renovate the Kaaba or to rebuild the Kaaba but he said to Aisha radiallahu an only because the people still knew in Islam and maybe the people will get disturbed or it may cause confusion in their mind. Otherwise, if I have a choice, if I don't think will some harm will come as a result of this, some fitna, I will destroy the Kaaba, rebuild it according to the foundation of the Prophet Ibrahim السلام, and I will make two doors for the Kaaba. One door the people will come in and one door they will exit out of it. Hello. Question number 308 سؤل فضيلة الشيخ عن حكم الصلاة بالنعال وهل وجود السجاد في المساجد الآن يمنع من الصلاة في النعال الشيخ رحمة الله عليه بن question concerning praying in the shoes and if we have rug or carpet in the mark as what's happening nowadays. This will prevent the people to pray in their shoes. The Shaykh Rahmatullah answered by saying what the meaning is. Praying in the shoes is permissible or legislate or sunnah by the Prophet As it came in the hadith which he reported by Anas ibn Malik, may Allah be pleased with him, in the collection of Imam al-Bukhari. And عن شداد ابن أوس رضي الله عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال خالف اليهود فإنهم لا يصلون في نعالهم ولا خفافهم be different from the Jews because they did not pray in the shoes or in the khuf this is the collection of 
أبو داود رحمة الله هذا الإقارب الراد في الماس لا But what has been neglected from a lot of people that they did not check their shoes before they entered the mosque. And this is different from what the Prophet ﷺ had ordered. The Prophet ﷺ said, This is the collection of Imam Ahmad and Abu Dawood, Rahmatullah alayhima, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what the meaning is, when one of you comes to the mosque, let him check his shoes. If he sees impurity in his shoes, let him wipe it, clean it, and after this, he can pray in it. If the people get to know this hadith, so it's no harm if they practice it for them to pray on the rug or in the carpet with their shoes. Question number 309. يحصل عند بعض الناس إشكال في الصلاة بالنعال ويحصل منهم الإنكار على من فعل ذلك فما قولكم The Sheikh Rahmatullahi Alayhi Bin Kushim Some people are doubtful concerning praying with their shoes and sometimes they object others of doing this what you say about it? The Shaykh Rahmatullah answered by saying what the meaning is. With no doubt that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had prayed in his shoes. As it came in the collection of Imam al-Bukhari with the narration of Anas ibn Malik. Somebody asked him, أَكَانَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمْ يُصَلِّ فِينَ عَلَيْهِ فقال نعم مالك أنس ابن مالك may Allah be pleased with him been questioned did the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم used to pray with his shoes he said yes the scholars may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be merciful on them all in the previous generation and later part of this generations they are in disagreement concerning the permissibility or it is better. Which one is it? Praying in your shoes. Is it something that must have or is something is permissible? Is it something that preferably or is allowable? Some of the things it can be allowable, but this is from the things that is mashroor, been legislated, and is, is better. And we can see the hadith 
make us believe this. As examples, the Prophet is saying, خالف اليهود فإنهم لا يصلون في نعالهم ولا خفافهم. Be different from the Jewish. They did not pray in their shoes, neither in their hoof. Imam Shawkani rahmatullahi alayhi in his book, Al-Muntaqa, he said, وَلَا مَطْعَنَ فِي إِسْنَادِ There is no defect in this isnad of the hadith in its narration. As a result of this, we understand being different from the Yahud is something that been requested from us according to the Sharia. Also, we have to understand that Wearing shoes is part of a dormant for the feet. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us in Quran, in Surah Al-A'raf, verse number 31, Ya Bani Adam, khudu zinatakum inda kulli masjid. O son of Adam, take your adornment before every prayer. Although that when we wear our shoes, that our toes, which is supposed to be part of the touching the ground, is not touching because the shoes is overlapping. But we say the shoes is connected to the <coughs> But, as we understand that the shoes is connected to their feet, and this would be connected to the floor or the place that you make a salah on it, so it's not going to be harm. That's because, as example, your knees is part of the parts of the body that need to be connected to the ground when you make prostration. Although you be wearing something, whatever, clothes that you're wearing, so the naked knees doesn't touch the ground directly, but still acceptable. So the same thing if a woman wearing uh, gloves or a man wearing a glove and make prostration, as long as their hands fall on the ground, but still between their hands and the ground is the glove. The salah is still correct and acceptable. And this is a very important point here that the Shaykh Rahmatullah made it. This is not, this is coming from me. So we can see the wrong of some of this claim to be Shia, okay, that they go and get a rock to prostrate on it. And they say that because the carpet is between you and the ground and it's supposed to prostrate on the ground. So what about the knees that is not touching? So that means that now you need to get a rock for your forehead and two rocks for your uh, your knees. And if you were in a socks, you understand, you need to have another two rocks there. So going to be carrying a bag of rocks with you wherever you go. You see, because one rock for the forehead is not enough. You see? Because the same thing applies to your forehead, will apply 
your hands, oblige your knees, and your toes. You see? Huh? You will have, you have, they have a seven rocks. <laughs> yeah. But as we understand, praying in, in the shoes is not a must. And we understand this from Hadith Amr ibn Shu'aib, from his father, from his grandfather, Qal, Ra'aytu al-Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, salli hafiyan wa mutana'ila. This hadith which is in the collection of Imam Abu Dawood rahmatullah alayhi that reported from Amr ibn Shu'aib from his father, from his grandfather, say, I saw the Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam praying with shoes and without shoes. Okay? And also hadith of Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him, is saying, قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بروتسيف الرقصتي سو إذا صلى إذا صلى أحدكم فخلع عليه فلا يؤذي بهما أحدا ليجعلهما بين رجليه أو ليصلي فيهما Also the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم saying when one of you take his shoes off Not to disturb anybody with his shoes during your salah. So, make it between your two feet or pray with them. Okay? So, if you take your shoes off, not to put it in a way will be disturbing for other people who pray. So, put it between your two feet or pray with them. So, the, and also hadith Abu Rai radiallahu anhu, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying, إِذَا صَلَّ أَحَدُكُمْ فَلَا يَضَعْنْ عَلَيْهِ عَنْ يَمِينِ وَلَا عَنْ يَسَارِهِ فَتَكُونْ عَنْ يَمِينِ غَيْرِهِ إِلَّا أَلَّا يَكُونَ عَنْ يَسَارِهِ أَحَدٍ وَلْيَضْعَهُمَا بَيْنَ رِجْلَيْهِ This hadith in the collection of Abu Dawood rahmatullah alayhi that Abu Hurairah may Allah be pleased with him Stated that the Prophet ﷺ is saying, what the meaning is, when one of you makes salah, let him not put his shoes on his right side, neither he put it on the left side, because by putting it on the left side of you will be on the right side of your brother who praying beside you. Except if nobody praying beside you on the left side, otherwise put it between your two feet. Rawahu Abu Dawood, this is the collection of Abu Dawood, Rafid Isnadihi Manukhtuli Fafihi. And maybe this is a maquf hadith, not marfu'ah. Wa'an Abdullah ibn Sayyib radiallahu anhu qal, Ra'aytu al-Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Isalli yawm al-Fathi, ووضعنا عليه عن يساره عبد الله ابن أبي السائب ابن السائب ناريتد I saw the prophet of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم in the day of Fatih the grand opening of Mecca he prayed while his shoes was in his left 
all this narration, now we understand that praying in the shoes is permissible. Same way praying in the hoof. Unless this will cause harm to the other people who pray behind you or beside you. As example, maybe you have a rough and hard shoes. So in this case, you need to avoid disturbance for your Muslim brothers. That's because keeping disturbance and harm from the Muslims, away from the Muslims, is a must. Especially if this will cause them a disturbance in their prayer. Because in this case, the mafsada, the bad and the evil which comes out of it, would be great. Because it's disturbing for the people in their salah, and causing them to lose their emulation and the khushur in the prayer. As for those who claim that prayer in shoes, it can be done as long as the mask is not covered with rug or carpet, this is not correct. That because the wisdom behind praying in the shoes is to be different from the Jewish. And also because this is the wearing of the feet. And this is not different from a place to place. So, if the wisdom behind this If the wisdom of wearing the shoes in the Salah, or if the purpose behind wearing the shoes in the Salah is protection for the feet, now maybe this will make sense if you have a rug or a carpet, you don't need to wear the shoes. But this is not the purpose why we wear shoes while we're making Salah. We wear it to be different from the Jewish. Some people they claim that by wearing your shoes and the praying in front of them, this is a disrespect and humiliation for them. The Shaykh Rahmatullah is saying, I don't see how this can be disrespect or humiliation for somebody. And the Prophet وسلم, used to pray with his shoes while his Sahaba, his companions, standing and prostrating behind him. And somebody claimed that this was a disrespect and emulation for the Sahaba. Maybe somebody would say, okay, they get used to this and this will know, been well known to them. So it didn't disturb them. So the Sheikh said, so let it be also became known to us and we get used to it, 
So we did not see any problem with it. Some people, when they see somebody playing with shoes, they say to him, who do you think you are? Do you think you're better than so-and-so? If it's better, so-and-so will wear it. To those people who say, we don't know our deen by what so-and-so do. But the scale and the way how we know what Allah says in his book, or what the Prophet ﷺ say in his sunnah. How many actions and things the people doing it which has no root in Islam? And how many actions or things the people neglected while it has some foundation in Islam? And all what you need to observe the life of the Muslims nowadays and whosoever from the people of knowledge didn't affirm and confirm praying in the shoes or he didn't do it that because he shubha that means he doubted something or that because he see that there is a good it may come as a result of not praying in the shoes not because he believes that shoes praying in the shoes is not sunnah. Some of the things that the people take into the consideration, the people of knowledge, the scholars, that as example, some of the normal, regular people, they are not going to know how to respect the mosque. So they will enter the mosque without even checking their shoes, without cleaning their shoes because they imitate other people of the knowledge and they did not know that these people know better not to do so. So the people of knowledge, they may avoid doing certain things so the general body of the community did not imitate them but they did not know the proper behavior of doing such act. So you would see normal people coming to the mosque after just coming from the bathroom with the filthy, dirty shoes, and they will come inside the mosque. But when they reach to the rank, now they take their shoes off. So this person, he didn't do any of them. That means he didn't pray with the shoes according to the sunnah, neither he cleaned the shoes before he entered the mosque according to the sunnah. So some of the people of knowledge, they avoided praying in their shoes to avoid harm that may come as a result of practicing this sunnah. And alhamdulillah, this matter is acceptable, inshallah. And we can see originality to this kind of behavior in the book of Allah. In the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah saying concerning the idols of the kuffar, Allah saying not to curse the, the, the idols, although it's something good. But the evil that can come as a result of cursing these false idols 
it will make the kuffar curse in Allah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-An'am, verse 108, وَلَا تَسُبُّ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ فَيَسُبُّ اللَّهَ عَدْوًا بِغَيْرِ عِلْمِ Don't curse those who invoke other than Allah, otherwise they may curse Allah as a transgression and get him back in you without knowledge. Also from the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa we see that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa has avoided doing certain things because the harm that he may come out of it. Not because what he wants to do is wrong, but he avoided because he may, a better harm will come as a result of doing this. As he said to Aisha radiallahu anha concerning the Kaaba, لولا أن قومك حديث عهد بالجاهلية فأخاف أن تنكر قلوبهم أن أن أدخل الجدر في البيت وأن أصب بابه في الأرض. The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said to Aisha, "It's only because your people still new in Islam and maybe will be disturbing their heart." If I make a change in the Kaaba, otherwise I will, will love to take this wall, which Hijr Ismail, and bring it to the Kaaba, and take the door of the Kaaba and make it what closer to the floor. Also, the Prophet ﷺ, he has avoided the killing of the hypocrite, although he knows him, and this out of Muraat al Maslah. And to teach the Ummah to judge the people by their appearance, not by what they hide in their hearts. Also, the Prophet ﷺ had given out of the spoils of the war to the newly comer in Islam to transfer the Iman, although the people who had fought in the battlefield deserve this more. So, the Muslim have to observe the seerah and the lifestyle of the Prophet ﷺ and his guidance. And see how the Prophet ﷺ was so concerned about doing certain things and to see what good going to bring or what harm going to bring. And if the harm is more than the good, so now sometimes we have to avoid it. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us to the right path. Question number 310. سُئِلَ فَضِيلَةُ الشَّيْخِ عَنْ حُكْمِ الْتِزَامِ الْإِنسَانِ مَكَانِ الْتِزَامُ الْإِنسَانِ مَكَانِ مَكَانٌ مُعَيَّنٌ فِي الْمَسْجِدِ الْحَرَامِ لِغَيْرِ الْمُعْتَكِفِ لِيُصَلِّ فِيهِ طِلَةُ شَهْرَ رَمَضَانِ the Sheikh Ahmadullah Ali in question concerning the person. Alhamdulillah. The Sheikh Rahmatullah Ali in question concerning the person will take a specific part of the mosque 
almost like reserving for himself. To pray in it in the, the mosque of the Kaaba, although he's not in Etikaf. So he will have this at his spot for the whole month of Ramadan. The Shaykh Rahmatullah answered by saying what the meaning is. The mosque in Mecca, like any other mosque, is available to whosoever goes first. First come, first sit. It's not permissible for somebody who is out the mosque to reserve a special place for him in the mosque. But if you are still in the same mosque, but you want to go a distance because some noise or to sit in a larger place and when the salad is closer you will go back to your spot. So in this case there is no harm. Just because you have the right to sit in any place in the mosque. But if the person went to pray in some place else, and the ikama is established, so it is his duty to move forward to his original spot or to go to a larger place in the mark. But for somebody to have a place, to have a spot, a specific spot in the mosque, in the musalla, in the masjid, that he doesn't pray in any other place except this place, this it shouldn't be, and this is been prohibited. So the person will pray in the mosque wherever he found a place available. Question number 311. سئل فضيلة الشيخ حفظه الله عن حكم حجز المكان في المسجد. الشيخ بن كوشن again concerning reserving a place in the mosque for himself. الشيخ رحمة الله عليه said to reserve a place in the mosque for a person who left the mask already. This is forbidden, is not permissible. That because this is not your place anymore. 
because the mask is for those people who come first, they deserve to sit in this empty spot. Some of the scholars of the school of Hanabila, they said, if a person reserved a place for him in the mosque, and after this he left the mosque, if he come and pray for in it again, the salah is spoiled. It's not good. That's because this place became rough. That's because as if he took a place which is not his. Because by leaving the mosque, you lost the right to this spot. So now if you come and you pray in the same spot again, you take the spot of somebody without just cause. As a result of this, your salah is not acceptable. Especially if somebody already in it. A person will move with his body, not to reserve a place with his prayer rug or button head, handkerchief or his coffee or his stick. But if you are in the mosque and you left something there to reserve your spot and you didn't leave, you go as example to listen to a class or you stay away from the sun, so it's no harm for you to come back to the same spot again without disturbing the people going over their shoulders to go to your original place. And inshallah, we'll stop here. And we'll continue next week, inshallah, same time, same day, if Allah extends our life. We thank you for listening. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you and benefit us all from what we hear. Jazakumullah khairan. Subhanakallah. In conclusion, we ask Allah that He brings you benefit through this lecture. For more information, you may contact us through the following address. The Islamic Propagation Office, Rabwa, P.O. Box 29465, Riyadh, 114-57, Saudi Arabia. Phone, 445-4900. If you would like to listen to more beneficial lectures, feel free to visit our website at www.islamhouse.com. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.